What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 274. On this episode, I'm joined by Snappy. Talk about the Patreon, merch shop, work life, video games, boxing, basketball, science fairs, school, college, a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. What up? We're joined by Snappy. Hello, hello. Uh, coming back way early, way early. We'll get into it, but we'll see how long this lasts. Uh, first thing we'll get to is our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash podcastmo. Go there, uh, join an elite group of individuals who are co-producers. They are my mother, Hurricane Haynes, Marshall Adharma, Nish Jaber, It's Your Boy H2.com, and Jackie Daytona. They're just fucking kick ass. And then we have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast mo. You can go there and buy a fucking t shirt. Hell yeah. If you need one. Um, my, anyway. My shirt's still holding up. Yeah. So, so rocking it out. Uh, we're recording this way early. Way earlier than normal, uh, because Snappy has to fucking work. Uh, got called in. Maybe the next two weeks I have to record these early. So we're gonna see if we have enough to talk about. Um, you know, I had nothing on my list ready to go, so it's gonna. At least I sent you a text ahead of time and said the last minute, like I usually do. For sure, for sure, I mean, we had a day to think about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's more notice I usually give. Usually, like I don't know why I said I don't. I mean to text you, but then I don't have a plan figured it out, and I know you're gonna want the. The backup plan. So before I text you, I try to have a plan. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. I feel like you're annoyed with me if I text you and say I can't do it, but I don't have a plan. Uh, It's not necessarily I get annoyed on the plan. I'm just a top gun. I'm going to solve problems. Maybe. Just the way my personality is. So as soon as someone says I can't, I'm immediately like, let's figure it out. So, yes, it does help if you already have one. Right. But uh, I'm just a problem solving type person for whatever reason. About little things, not about important parts of my life that really need fixing, but like dumb shit that isn't really as important. Yeah. Anyways, well, one of my bosses, he uh, does a uh, DJ biker rallies uh, in the state and he's like been the running DJ for 10 years or something like that. It's one of the longer running ones in the state of Oklahoma ever or something like that. And so he's got to do it this year to complete it, <laughs> you right. get that title, you know, and uh, everybody likes him. So I guess we had some people fall through and. I got to work 10 to midnight the next three days. Well, you should have said, yeah, but only if you'll DJ by putting our big around titty song on the playlist. Hell yeah. He probably, hell, he probably would. I bet I text him now. Yeah. So you got to start bartering with these fucks. Um, but anyway, that's cool. I mean, it's just working at a dispensary. I was wondering the other day, cause I did go and see you at your job and, uh, I know it's not normally busy, but you're sure it's getting busier things like that. But it, in general, how often do you just stand all day? A lot. No, I really don't. I like. I got all them couches. I just move from couch to couch, or go play one of his video games, or right, dude. I mean, I wipe the counters and doors and sh- shit down, but no oh, fuck. Right. I just was wondering. You know, I've never had a retail sort of job like that. You know, like in dude, a store. Me either, dude. Is where and I mean, even in fast food. I mean, like if you work in the food industry, that's a lot of just standing. You know, like every job I've had, uh, I'm trying to think back, 
for the most part, like you would, I mean, I worked at a watermelon field when I was 14, you know, there's no sitting in that. And then when I'm the movie watermelon shed, you didn't really sit there either. So I guess that job wasn't any sitting involved, but I'm trying to think, I think since then in general, I have a job that I'm like, I'm kind of fucking kick it for the most part. No, that's what I'm doing. I pretty much kick it. Hell yeah. No, Uh, they're pretty, they're laid back. Like I'm pretty much propped up on a couch with my feet up most of the day. Right on. I ain't even gonna play about it and they don't care. Right. Currently at my job, uh, this week, uh, I'm the only one there. So no one else is there. Um, so one guy's in the hospital, another guy was on vacation. And then, uh, my boss is like doing like four jobs currently. So she just said, fuck the, my part, you know, she's like, just let me know if something crazy happens. Like, all right. So I've been just getting there with my coffee and I turn on ESPN cause we got a big TV and shit. And normally no one ever has a TV on that earlier. They do, but it's on like the today show because the older guy who controls the TV and my, he like ESPN's too liberal, you know, or whatever. It's like, all they want to do is get talk Paul. And I'm like, bro, I just want to watch fucking highlight. Like, I mean, that would be what I want to watch and shit. All right. Um, so till we watch the today show, which I'm like, how is this not political? Like, I don't under, I don't understand the, what's going on. And then we watch the prices right. Typically, so with me and control of TV, it just stays on ESPN all day. I just get there and turn on ESPN and then I'm a Vita and I sit there and play some video games and I run out of coffee about 9am and I'm like, oh shit, I better go home and refill my coffee cup. And then I do. And then I'm like, huh, I wonder if I should do something today. Now, yesterday I had like a specific thing that I had started Friday, like the week before. And then the middle of the day, they called me and said, Hey, by the way, you got off two hours ago for it's summer hours and no one told me until now. And I got pissed. Right. And so I was like, fuck this. And I just left it. I didn't touch it. I left everything where it was. And I, left. I just left. And uh, then so I knew when I got to work yesterday, which was Monday, I was like, I have to finish that because I just left that shit. Just I mean, I didn't I left fucking cables everywhere on the ground. I was like, fuck this. I'm out of here. No, um, I ain't getting paid. And I've been doing it for two hours. Well, I mean, day. they're paying me. But it was like everything shut down at one, by the way, today. Didn't you know? No one told you either. And I said, no. And they're like, well, I just found out. Or I told you sooner. And I was like, these motherfuckers. And then, you know, it's one of those things. So, um, you know, a huge deal. But I was pissed because it was like two thirty. And I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> I could have already been home. <laughs> like, I was so mad. Um, so anyway, uh. Yesterday, I did do some shit. Today, I kind of just on my own. I was like, well, I guess this afternoon I'll go do some stuff. So I just hung out in my little office area. Yesterday, I also spent a good part of the day cleaning and re and like we have a bunch of fucking junk everywhere because these old dudes just are like, just set that there. So from everything I could, I cleaned and took down to our storage place and I try to make it a little presentable. But there's certain shit that's their shit that I'm like, I don't know right. what they need or want or whatever. Um, so anyway, today, I really took it easy. A lot of Vita. A lot of PlayStation. Yeah, it's like I hate when the hoarder asks you to clean. Yeah, yeah. You're like, well, if you're not here, I can't really do that because it's all yours. Right. Well, in this specific scenario, uh, behind one of the guys who like kind of he runs all of our cameras and stuff, um, there's just boxes of cameras. I don't know if they're old, new, which ones to keep, which ones get. Like, I just don't know. But there's like twelve of them, and I'm like, well. I'm not going to touch any of them because I don't fucking know, you know, and that's right. one of those. or like uh, and the other guy's spot. There's three computers that I know have sit there for over a year on the ground, like towers. But I'm like, but he may have a re I don't know. I'm not going to go throw them in a junk pile. And I don't know if they're junk. I don't know. I don't know where they came from. So they're like not really mine to do stuff with. But in my area, well, good. Uh, I guess during the video game hours, you could test the product out. Nah, fuck it. Not worth oh, it. Yeah, I, I feel you. Well, I get off. I have two weeks of vacation in which the other guy will be there alone. He can do that shit when there's time. That's how I think of it. Um, yeah, so I pretty much get there about 9.45 in the morning, get all the shit set out, 
get the money counted in, unlock the doors at 10, pretty much uh, wipe the hood, all the counters down with all the, you know, stuff's got glass in it, you know, give it a good glass X. And, right. And uh, sometimes I sleep, depending on how the floor looks. Something I noticed is y'all have a lot of pipes. Yeah. Like a lot of pair of, uh, do y'all sell many? I haven't sold one. That's what I was thinking. Not one. I mean, like, not too often I buy pieces. That's like, man, my body. That's, that's the majority of the space. Yeah, well, we don't have an edible license, so. Right. There, I mean, we just got, you know, a little bit of, they got the one brand to concentrate, the one, pretty much one brand of vapes, pre-rolls, and then some flour. Right. It's All town cheap for West Side. Right. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it does matter, but it doesn't really matter if you have like y'all had one good strain at least that I got that I really liked, and uh, and that I was like, well, if they still have that, I'll go back and get that. And I mean, I think that is really the winning uh, formula to these dispensaries. I think a lot of them overthink it when really the key is you have to have good product, and then people will be like. I want that because it's worth it. Yes. Like it's, even my cheap people, the Jerry's aren't surprised that I'm selling these top shelf buds so fast because I guess they've never done that. I was like, I asked, I was like, hey, since you showed me your car, can I please, when you please smell this, tell me what you think. Right. And they're like, oh, I want a gram of that. Right. I mean, it's fucking money. Well, I mean, it, it's like state fair hustling. Hey, y'all, come on, don't let her walk away. Come but on, it's not her... really. Hu- I yeah. I disagree. It's hustling. I understand. To you, you think you're doing something. To me, there's nothing you did that made me like it. Oh no, I said the two though. I mean, it's like you're. I said the only two that I thought you might even right right tolerate. But what I'm saying, like, you might be able to convince someone to get it. But like, if someone likes and they come back for it, it's going to be because, like, for me. Because of what I had in comparison at the time compared to that, um, this I could load a bowl. It lasted. So let's say in my steamroller, a bowl lasts like eight hits normally, right? This one lasted like 13 hits because it was a little stickier. And I was like, that's a plus. And then after one bowl, I was like, all right, I can kind of feel it. And to be honest, like for me, I'm not normally a one bowl. I can feel it type of person. So I was like, this shit's pretty good. So it was worth it because to me, that one bowl was worth two bowls. Right. And so it's really like. Well, me and you are different smokers than the people I'm serving, man. They come in, they want to see the numbers. And they like just in like once I let them smell it, because there are certain people that when they come in, I know exactly what they're kind of like you had at other places. I know exactly what they're going to get. Right. I know whether they're going to go for the pre-rolls, the $5 shelves, the $10 shelf. But a couple of them, every now and then, I'm like, hey, you want to smell that? And then uh, they, 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 they like, never buy a top shelf, ever. You know, I helped. Right. I mean, I didn't really sell you on much. I just like, let you try what we had. I, mean, I, I, smell, I, yeah. I wasn't going to let you smell anything else in that store. Right. Well, <laughs> I was like, you ain't going to like it. No. I remember there's a place across the street uh, from where you're at. And uh, I remember when it first opened. Or when I first got my license, not really the first show, but when I first went there, it was a little different back then. Um, I got one like mid-level shop mentioned for the Blue Dream, and it was like the best sativa I've ever had. Even to this day, it was just super good. And um, then I also got the strawberry cough that was really, really good. And since then, I've never come across either one of those strains that were good, you know, before or whatever. And so I'm, I'm always like, is it just because it was the first stuff I got at the dispensary or was it just... It was quality, but then to, like I'm saying, this shit, uh, this wedding cake you have, 
it's so good that I'm like, maybe it's one of those things. Like you just came across some good shit. Oh. And then the consistency is so varying grower well, to grower. We're hoping to continue with this grower because our top shelves, they only have a couple of, they only have two growers on our top shelf. And the rest, I don't know where they came from, to right. be honest with you. Honestly, Powell, I don't understand how hard it is or whatever, but he really should try to sell some of his stuff. Cause Dude, if he would go show his stuff around, people would buy all the lots and they would back him. It's you know, kind of like you back right. pool players, and you're like, you know, you throw out their bets for them, you know? Right. And, I mean, he could do that. He could take his butt around, and people would put money and get all his growing license and shit, I bet. I mean, power stuff's good. I mean, like, it would be top shelf. Yes, I mean, it would. So, Hands down. I don't know. He, I think in his mind, it's like, well, I won't have enough for me and my grandma, you know, or whatever. But I just think he can make really good money. He should. I mean, not that he listens to this or cares, but well, next time I talk keep, to him, he could like, keep his backyard greenhouse and... Do that at night time and just do his growing stuff. Right. Well, and he has such an easy job. Okay. I mean, he well, ain't yeah. trying to leave his normal job. That's a lot of it. Uh, same for me. I mean, my job, like I mentioned today, the summers are easy and it's like, all right. Every day is like pretty much easy at my job now. I just wait on, even though it was, we had a busier day yesterday, it was cool. How long do you think that wears off? What? Well, like, you know, like when you get a new job, at least for me, anytime I ever get a new job, there's some there's some form of gratefulness that like finally I have a job because I or I'm like you leave an old job to a new job because you think it's going to be better. You know, so there's always good vibes. But then eventually, uh, however many months in one day, you're like in this fucking play, you know, and you're all of a sudden bitching about like how long. Yeah, I don't, well, so hopefully not. Right. I mean, the, a dispensary is a cool job now, man. Right. Because that is exactly what happened to Papa John's. Oh, this is cool. Well, fuck this place. I mean, it happens to be at my job. I mean, I've for like a year, you know, I was just grateful. And then eventually I was just like, I don't there's know, some bullshit. I just can't see much of the work getting harder around there. Right. I mean, it get busier, but if it gets busier, hopefully you got get busier, more people. I mean, it's just okay. I'm not sitting on the couch. Okay. Right. Cool. I feel you. Um, all right. Only thing I have that happened to me this week is video game news related. Um, so I was talking about this video game called Returnal that I've been playing that I really like, but it's very hard. And uh, my save file got corrupted, which really upsets me. Um, but there's like a whole story to it, I guess. Uh, the game froze, and so I had to just turn it off. So somehow in that froze, it corrupted my save file, or in the freezing of that, which is annoying. Now, apparently... I kind of briefly remember this. Uh, some save file stuff happened like a month ago, on May 3rd to be exact. And at that time, my auto updating stuff to the cloud for only that game got turned off. So none of anything I've done since May 3rd has been saved to the cloud. And so when my save data got corrupt, I could upload the one from May 3rd or start brand new. So I upload the one from May 3rd. I was like, we'll see how far I got. So at that time, I'd beat the first level's boss but not the second levels. And uh, that's actually all I lost was like this one, you know, beating this one level's boss and shit. And then you also unlock uh, like weapon up, like slight weapon upgrades as you go through yeah. and play even when you die and stuff. Um, so I'm just gonna get my ass beat. I was like trying to be at first, like, fuck, I'm gonna just go through and kill. You know, I'm just so good at this game. I'll, I'll beat this second. It's not, not happening like that at all. I'm real dejected about it. I'm just like, I don't even fucking want to play this goddamn <laughs> game right now. I mean, someday, I mean, I'll get back to it. Um, 
but yeah, anyway, that that's my big return on news. And then this week, a new video game, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, I believe is what it's called, uh, is, comes out, which uh, I already have pre-ordered. So I'll eventually move on to this game. It's a fun, it seems to be a more fun type of game. And then maybe I'll get back to Returnal. But either way, I was just fucking not happy. I was not happy about it. And that's the second big save thing. I had. Same thing happened with NBA 2K, where some fucking save file shit got fucked up. Something about these online server shit. So I don't understand. Yeah, so there was a boxing exhibit this week. Yeah, I mean, on the late last episode of this podcast, uh, which is now we're recording it, but it will be when people hear this, of course, we briefly talked about the Paul brothers uh, with CJ and who they were. Um, but yeah, right after we did that, like the next day, uh, Logan, Paul, Box Floyd Mayweather, I'm and people that, cared a lot about. I'm hearing that uh, Mayweather pretty much carried him. I'm like that dude was out of breath. What I've been hearing, um, the dude was gassed. I'm actually heard exact opposite. I mean, not exact opposite, but I've the podcast, the sports podcast I listened to the day after it happened. Um, and now these two are saying that they weren't saying exactly what other people were. Is that um, Mayweather obviously had a bet on himself knocking him out in the fourth round or knocking him down because he Mayweather was starting to throw fucking bombs in the fourth and he took them or he was dodging them. Like from one of the best ever. Uh, so like people, these people are at least like trying to give him his props, even though, he know, he's on like, I mean, it's like his fourth fucking five ever or something like that. Um, and then they were saying the last two rounds, he actually gained like a second wind and he actually, his energy kind of picked up then. And then everyone's been complaining about him hugging, but like only because I've played fight night, am I aware of this? That's what you do when you're bigger than your opponent. I don't know if like anyone's watched boxing or any time, but like if you're strategically trying to box and you're that much bigger than your opponent, you do get up on them and you lean on them for you to catch your breath and to tire. Like it is, it is like a part of it. So everyone was like, all I kept doing was hugging him. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know. That is part of boxing. I mean, it's an issue with boxing, but like you can watch any fucking boxing match ever. Yeah. When they're tired, they hug. I mean, they hug. They're, 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 they're trying to catch their breath, man. That's like, just what it is. So like, I don't know. Everyone was, I saw, I like, complained about that. Or they're basically keeping their arms down. <coughs> so they can't get punched too. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I think very few people on the internet complaining, uh, could go eight rounds with Floyd Mayweather, even in an exhibition match. I think very few could do like two because like it's exhausting. If like, of it. And everyone was like, it wasn't exciting. Have you watched boxing's Floyd? not that have you watched Floyd fight? I mean, Agreed. he's a technician. He's not excited. He don't throw the haymakers usually. Like you said, he was trying to, you know, knock that dude out. Usually he's just strategic and everything's right on the money. I mean, he's pretty accurate. Right. They were saying, I mean, I haven't watched any of it, but um, the podcast was, they were saying there were a couple moments where you could tell like Floyd was trying to like show off and where they were just saying that Logan Paul like blocked it or dodged. Like he done better than people. Than some people yeah. thought he would, I guess. Well, um, Mayweather actually complimented him afterwards, so he must have been all right. Right. I mean, he made a got a bunch of money. Yeah. So I mean, it helps out. Also, the day after I record the last episode, listen to Tim Dillon's podcast. So I mentioned before is like probably my favorite podcast these days, and he had the other Paul brother was on that episode, not on his episode, but they were at a Bitcoin conference, and at the Bitcoin conference, the Vink- Winklevoss twins who are from the this Facebook, if you remember the Facebook movie, there was like a tw- some twins that helped co-found Facebook that Zuckerberg bought out or some shit. Um, they're big Bitcoin guys. Them two are on there. And then Jake Paul, the one who boxed Askren and then is going to bo- box a Woodley or whatever. Uh, and I really like, I, I haven't listened. I don't know much about the Paul brothers, but hearing this dude talk about it, I was like, I like what they're doing. Like I enjoy 
the showmanship of it all of them, you know, causing us like he was like calling out Dana White and he was like, you know, a lot of people hating our MMA fighters. It was good, but they're signing the UFC, which if you look up, the UFC ownership takes more percentage of your money than any sports organization in the world of what people are signed to. Like people at the top are taking more percentage of you're getting paid less than football than basketball than and you're getting hit harder you're working harder and he's like talking all this shit and he's like all me and my brother are doing is we're getting fighters paid if you want to get paid money you fight under our cards and we give viewers he goes why would he goes you look at boxers because boxers that like no one's even heard of get paid three hundred thousand dollars and he was like there's ufc fighters who are household names who don't make that in their whole career and it's like oh shit he like he was just saying some shit where i'm like yeah. it makes sense I mean, I get why he's talking shit or whatever, and uh, and I get why the MMA hates him because he's saying shit like that or whatever. Um, he's calling him out on the carpet. I mean, right. So you know, so someone like Tyron Woodley who doesn't have a contract and he has knocked out many a people, he's gonna fight him next, and he's like, I'm gonna help get him paid because I I know how to promote. And he was like, and I'm just showing people the way of the future. And he's like, I went from the Disney Channel to Vine to you know mention all this stuff, and he's like, and now I'm about to be in my fourth professional boxing fight. And he goes, where most people in their fourth one, they're fighting a no name and they're not getting paid any money. And he goes, and I'm getting paid. Money. And I was like, I kind of, I kind of like it. You know, I didn't know anything about these Paul brothers. I mean, basically, but they talk know, good shit. That's what Mayweather's been doing. Everyone tried to hate on him for it. Now, right, Mayweather's just boring. I mean, that's a, that's the only issue. But I mean, there's basketball players like that you know tim duncan was boring he won lots of championships you yeah. know, somehow sometimes just the way it goes he's boring but he sticks to the script um speaking of ba- uh, basketball briefly uh the lakers dig a beast last time we talked um and i yeah, feel like i remember i was listening to those like maybe lebron will, will have won by the time we do the next right or yeah um but he did not um and a- anthony davis was injured or whatever i just Again, and this isn't me hating on, I do hate LeBron a lot, I guess, but it's because I'm in uh, some basketball Facebook groups where I just see people that fucking love him all the time, just posting all this shit. So it gets in my head where I'm like, all oh, these people just fucking love him. Uh, he, you know, they are like, he can carry any team to the finals. And it's like, this is twice now on the Lakers that like the, his first year was nothing and he faked the fucking injury and everyone's like, well, he was injured. You can't blame him. He's like, they weren't even in the playoff hunt. What are you talking about? Right. And then now, and then he goes, he wins it the next year in the bubble, which is good for him. You know, I'm sure that was hard, but then people were like, and they said he couldn't do it in the West. It was like the year before he could not make the playoffs in the West. And then this year he gets out in the first round in the West. Cause it's fucking hard. Like, yeah. I don't know. And so just when, uh, next year they'll start off good and people will be like, He's the god. He takes everything. You know, they're all gonna have excuse. And then Anthony Davis is the reason. Which when fucking Russell Westbrook, now of course he didn't do anything, but his MVP year, he took fucking nothing to the first round of playoff. You know, yeah. Hey, I mean, what the fuck's that? Ain't nothing. So anyway, just uh, <laughs> well, Brian gets so much shit because he talks so much shit. Right. He talks about his narrative too much. Like uh, he tries to dabble in politics too much. Athletes used to not do that shit. I don't even mind him giving his opinion on politics. I think. And this is, I mean, this is hard. And anyone in the NBA would probably wouldn't be able to do this. I just don't think you can complain about certain things like human rights violations in America. And then whenever the thing happens with China and Daryl Morey supports Hong Kong and then LeBron has to come out and be pro China, which is like they have human slaves today, not human slavery a hundred years ago and 200 years ago and ancestors of people. But like there are human slaves today. There are people in camps there. Their husbands are killed. And then Chinese military men are moved into Muslim families and forced to be their father to simulate them into the cult. Like there's crazy fucking shit happening in China that we just don't care about. And so I do think it's just weird when it's like, we if you're going to bend over to them, don't like and, and then again, I understand the opposite side of people are like, he doesn't live in China, he lives in America, and he's a black man in America, so of course he cares about black people in America issues. 
I just, I don't know. To me, it's hard when it's like, I don't know. Why, if we're going to be educated, let's get educated about all of it. Right. I don't know. I agree. I don't know. Maybe it's me being nitpicky and expecting too much. Because like I said, Jordan would be like, Republicans buy shoes too. And people hate him for that shit. So, uh, I don't know. I, maybe politics should not play a part in the basketball they and so I will still just uh, I want everyone to look back at the end of the first game one of the Phoenix and the Lakers where he like acted like Chris Paul fucking destroyed his like he done this whole fake fucking like jump up pushed himself back I just yeah. can't I don't know he didn't even get touched can't do it I cannot do that part or and a lot of people were saying this up and it's actually perfect to have on my list next but a lot of people uh, i see are like anyone that's doing these memes about lebron taking too long after he got poked in the eye wouldn't say it to his face and it's like to be honest i don't think lebron's gonna punch a random fucking person so i would be like hey i think you took like if it was like a bet yeah. someone's like hey i dare you to do that i'd be like okay i'd go say that i don't think it's that crazy um but there are moments where people have crazy injuries and they get up off the field in like 30 seconds and that's all these memes have been showing there's that and then lebron took a minute and seven seconds because he got poked in the eye, you know, just fucking wallowing yeah. on the ground. And it's like, that is crazy. And if, I don't know. But then a couple of days later, he done the fake flop and that just added to it. Right. And when they do the fake flops and they're like, oh, I'm good after I got the call or whatever, or whether I don't get the call. I mean, he didn't even get touched and he clearly flopped around like a little. Westbrook. Kids. I mean, and, and as a Thunder fan, you know, I lived through the Westbrook era when he was uh, the solo dude and he'd done that worse than anybody, such with Paul George. He would fall down and hold his face. And wallow on the ground. Yes, and I then whether yes. the call went or not, he would jump up and be like, ha ha, I grab my face as a to to trick the ref. And it's like, what the fuck? I hate it. I do. It was a Chauncey Billups was bad at it too. Yeah. Reggie Miller, I remember liking it. He was the only player that when he'd done that shit, I felt like it was it was part of the game. Cause he would do like the oh, you hit my eye and the ref would call it and he would laugh. And I'm like, oh, he pulled off the villain shit really well. But for some reason I didn't hold it against Reggie Miller. But anyone else I just don't like it. Don't like it at all. Um, but something about criticizing uh, music and sports stars. You know, I see something. I meant to bring this up with CJ on the last episode, um, but we just didn't get to it because we talked about religion forever. And I'm pretty sure not many people are going to make it through that episode. It got. I'm sure I'm, <laughs> I've been in a lot of people, so I apologize. Uh, no, I mean, I don't like apologize, apologize. But I just probably not listen to it if you haven't yet and you're listening to this one and you're religious. Um but anyway, he's always saying like he thinks it's weird that people criticize sports stars, right? Like whenever they couldn't do it, like you couldn't put in the NFL, so how are you going to criticize someone? You know, like more or less. And I see people say that often. You know, I just completely disagree with the notion a little bit. And now, because like same thing happens with music, where you know, yes, there are people who criticize my music, or like uh, I'm sure I'm Facebook friends with, they think like that shit, or how could he put that or whatever, and they could not do it, right? They couldn't even do close to what I would be able to do, but they could. They've still heard people make music, and then they've heard me, like so. It's not that foreign of a concept. Just like I've seen people play football professionally, mm-hmm. and then I can see another person play professional football and be like you fumbled the football where you shouldn't have. And I don't think other player would have. like, you can do that. even though I've never played professional football, right, we're talking about on a professional level. They suck. Right. It's like you compared to the other professionals. Yes. But I do think people, and for whatever reason, and cause you see this in comment section all the time, like, let's see you do it. It's like, that's not what this is about. I'm not saying I can do it. I'm just saying, fuck that person. They suck at it yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Um, but I see with music, like I said, a lot of people, um, I mean, I guess I get, everyone gets defensive, you know, of their music for whatever reason. Uh, but I try to keep in mind that like, I dislike a lot of music 
that is very popular and that people love. So like, what the fuck do I know? You know, and there's right. people that like shitty music and people, in my opinion, shitty music, you know, and there's people that like music that I also like. I'm like, hey, you have good taste in music, but it doesn't really fucking matter because they like it. People like what they like, man. Yeah. There's all there is to it. Um, but anyway, got to criticize more music and sports stars. That's all I'm saying. Uh, also need to make a lot more beats. Uh, I was thinking about trying to put out a new beat every day for July. Um, but I think there's 31 days in July, so I need 31 beats, which is a lot. I, I mean, I could probably get there, um, but I also don't know if it's worth it. You know, like, what is the benefit? But I mean, I think I can trick some algorithms is what I've been told. If you post some shit daily, but who knows? Who knows what any of that means? And, um, They'll recycle those bitches. Right. And that's another thing I could do because you know, I've been thinking, I have like a couple hundred beats, I think, in my store at the moment. I might have less. I've taken some down and re- reused them and shit like that. Uh, but I have a couple hundred beats that I think are pretty good. You know, so I'm like, why do I keep making more and add more? I should just focus on trying to sell those and driving traffic to my website. But I'm just not good at that. So I just keep making new <laughs> new beats. I'll set up a podcast with Paul, brother. He'll tell you how to promote. Yeah, so I need to do. I need to get some promoters. I'll take the one boxing match and, you know, for our podcast. Do a judo match. You know, get back in the judo. And uh, I saw where someone called you out. No, my sensei did call me out. I've been doing these stupid dancing videos on TikTok. Uh, Snappy2174, I think. And uh, my judo sensei, because I hadn't been really since my foot surgery, not too much. And uh, he was like, dang, if you can move around like that, you, you got no excuse to be not be at judo practice. I'm like, damn. I mean, I mean you seemed happy doing it. Um, yeah, but I'm moving like three feet and I'm bouncing my gut. I ain't even, you know. Right. It ain't like wear and tear. I can't make those push-offs with the foot. Right. I mean, I mean I'm, a- I'm goofing around like. Maybe not rush back, but I, I think you'll probably get in a better mood like you are and uh, with your new job. So maybe someday I could see you getting back into judo, yeah. you know, if you got the, the timing worked out. Um, how does the wife enjoy your new job and schedule? Well, she likes it. You know, I'm in a better mood every day, you know, don't come home stressed or right. pissed or no drama. And this is the first weekend with no pizza, right? Yeah, oh, it will be coming up. Yeah, I that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Maybe you'll have the whole weekend off. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll get, after working these three fourteens in a row, I'm gonna be t- exhausted. Though. Right. We always get yeah, go a resting day. Um, that's fun. Uh, all right. My only other thing I think we could talk about maybe is if you were you ever in any science fairs growing up? Uh, only the ones that I was forced to be in, like third through fifth grade, where they pretty much force you to do it. Right. For class, I think sixth grade, maybe. Yeah, I think I can remember two years. Um, I feel like I did it like second grade and fifth grade. I did some kind of one where I crumbled up this fucking. Yeah, them colored papers. What, they, what was it called? Construction, construction paper. Construction paper. and like I Yeah, we don't say colored anymore. Stab you. Uh-uh. <laughs> so I'm Get it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I put it up in this cup and when you push it down the water, you know, it would. It would still hold the ball up in the top, bottom of the cup. I don't know. Some shit like that. Right on. Um, and first or second grade, I remember I did it once. I want to, I don't remember which one, to be honest. And my grandfather helped me. And I didn't really know what it was about. Cause that's the only thing. When you're a kid, it's just basically adults make it for you. 
And then you're like, and then you kind yeah. of are like explaining it or I whatever. I fucking hated science fairs. I fucking hated them. <laughs> and uh, it was just poster boards, making poster boards and uh, trying to do the same. But my grandpa basically made a guitar. I didn't understand that. I didn't. I wish he would have ever just been like, we're making a, a homemade guitar. But I, in my mind, that those words were never said. And we had a wooden plank and then he had two nails, you know, and then he had them like where one side, the nails all went in a row. And on the other side, they went up like at a diagonal. And then he t- tied wires to each one or guitar strings, probably in the hindsight. But in my kid mind, they were wires. And he tied them to the two nails. And then he was like, when you pluck it, it makes different notes. And he was like, and the notes correspond to the length of the wire. And he was like, that's what you're doing is the different notes or the length of the wire. And I was like trying to memorize it. And then he also... Same fucking project. Should have said this for another year. Thinking about it now, he made a wind chime, more or less, wooden plank with fucking pipes of different sizes. And when you hit those, like uh, they made different, you know, notes then on the uh, the pipes. And I just explained that, and I remember it being like really elaborate and being like, "This is pretty cool." And then another kid, one in my class, whose parent was a teacher and this is where I learned, Oh, they're going to win every year. And they did. Cause this is exactly yeah. what happened. Theirs was like, you put a hundred cotton balls in a cup and pour water into it. And it absorbs the water. That was like basically what their project was. And they won. They won the whole first through third grade grand prize. Wow. And I was like, huh? And then I didn't do it again until fifth grade when the teacher made us, well, we had to do one for class regardless if we entered the real fair or not. So it was one of those like, well, you might as well, Enter the real fucking fair. Yeah, no, I just did the ones for class. Mm. See, I mean, our school was small, but it was like just, you know, in the gym, basically yeah. combined some stuff. Um, and that one, I remember my grandfather also having with this where we made a vacuum. And I'm trying to remember, it was something with a Gatorade bottle and a balloon. You put a balloon on top of the Gatorade bottle and then he drilled a hole. And if you lit a lot or a match next to that hole and the way the heat would suck the air, mm-hmm. it would pull the balloon to blow up inside the Gatorade bottle. And it was an example of a vacuum and it was very cool. And I, I don't know the fuck my grandpa came up with this shit, but he just was like, I got one for you. Here you go. And, uh, I remember doing that one, but the, whatever sticks out to me the most, for whatever reason, actually two projects from that year is one girl. You could tell was like the last second she had nothing, but she needed to do something for, it was a for class, not a for the whole thing. And she lit one candle and let it light the whole time. She's like, you let one candle get real warmed up. And she was like trying to talk it up or whatever. And it was more or less just saying, you let one candle be on fire for a while. And then she blew it out. And then she lit another candle. And she was like, you can move this candle close to the other one. And the fire will jump. It'll jump to the other candle. And then it did, of course. And then she blew it out. She goes, see? And then she get them like, people like, you know, an inch away. And then all of a sudden, it would light off. She goes, the fire just jumped. And I was like, that's her science fair product. This is crazy. Like, just relighting a candle. Um, and I think about it all the time. Like, I wonder if she even thinks about that. Probably not, but I think about it all the time. And then her, that girl's best friend did one over tongues and taste buds. And a lot of people believe this, um, where they believe certain parts of the tongue taste different shit. And it's because of these science fair projects where it'd be like, 
the back rots, the salty side, and this is the sweet, and this is where bitter, and this is, and I remember her doing the whole presentation, but within the last few years, I've learned that that's complete bullshit, and everyone has different taste buds located different places, and that's why we have different tastes and foods. It seemed like we had the same research materials back then, though. We all had Encyclopedia Britannica or yeah. whatever the school had to offer. We didn't have, you know, 90 million different. I'll be honest. My parents... For being poor, they were trying to help me out. We had a whole encyclopedia set at home on a bookcase. The only books my parents probably fucking owned when I was a kid. So my mom read those uh, bodice rippers, as Coopy calls them. Uh, you know, the Fabio-ass fucking books. But besides that, all we had were encyclopedias. And I would, yeah, would use those all the time for fucking projects and shit. I remember having to use that shit all the time. And it was only like, some things don't have a few paragraphs. And then yeah. it was just, it is what it is now. You just reword what it had. I mean, that's what you do now. Just kids can copy and paste, and it's too tempting not to copy and paste. When you're like, just don't do that. Just reword it. Just read it, and then retop that in your own words. Yeah, that's what I do. But like kids today are like, they can't not look at three paragraphs and be like, but I could just highlight all that and copy it and then paste it, and that's just done. And so they do that, and then someone like my wife gets it in her class, and she's like, okay, you don't even know what half of these words mean, so uh, you're going to have to redo this or whatever. And considering like a teacher like Koopy... There's a good chance she's probably read most of that book that you're trying to copy. Right. <laughs> My teacher uh, back in the day, I had the hardest English teacher. Uh, she didn't like me very much, um, but she was decent at teaching English, I guess. And I, I didn't struggle with it in college. You know, I was prepared, prepared for it or whatever. Um, but she used turnitin.com starting our junior year where you had to turn it into a website. And then it went through the website to her and then it fucking scanned it and then scanned all this other shit and told her how much you copy and paste it. Damn. And it was our catch people left and right. And it was crazy. And then I remember, uh, this is how I, I'm just competitive, I guess. And it shouldn't matter. I, I got like real upset at like a whole section of people when it was like all these girls would start doing people's essays for money. I'm like, yeah, for 20 bucks, I write your essay. And it's people would do that. I'm like, fuck that. I was just, I was so pissed about it. I was like, no, you got to fail. If you can't fucking ride, you got to fail. That's how this shit goes. Like, I wasn't good at it, but I was going to make a B, you know, because I was allowed to make a B in English. So that was the rule in in my house, which I think is a big, big deal. You know, I know you have kids and it doesn't quite go that way. Um, I think the only reason I had good grades is because my mom told me from the time I was young, you have to have good grades. And it was an expectation. And then I, I had no choice. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I didn't have, I didn't have like a, I can get C's. Like these, that just wasn't these an option. were frowned upon by my mother. I could, my mom allowed it in English because she knew I wasn't very good at writing. The thing about it, Dustin didn't have those grades. <laughs> that dude was like a CD student. Billy was like a BC student. I was a few A's. Right. I was always an A student, but I got rode and rode and rode. Your sister, I'm guessing, had A's? Yeah. Figured so. Um, yeah, I don't know, just how it was. And I, I started thinking of that because uh, I had a friend, Jared. Uh, he's gone on to be an archaeologist. He's a very, very successful guy. But his grandpa gave him $50 for every A he got on a report card. And I remember being so jealous of that. And I was like, well, that's why he makes fucking all A's. And I told my mom, I was like, if you were giving me money for every A, I guarantee you I'd have better grades. Even though I always like, at the end of the day, I'd get all A's and one B for the most part. Um, but it always stuck with me. I was like, yeah, that's the key. That's the key. And then, you know, he went on to, he always had a 4.0 every year. And he, and to me, that's a better, you know, everyone's so focused on testing in the schooling system, you know, like I'm good at tests, but I'm, I'm not successful. I'm not good at tests. Um, you know, to me, testing isn't necessarily a good example. Like I could, I can do well at them, but I'm not, 
killing it in life myself. Whereas my friend Jared, horrible at the ACT and all that stuff. We had a 4.0 in everything. And then he used to be very jealous of me. Not jealous, but he would be like, man, you're so smart that you can get good test scores. You can just think so quick. And I'm like, yeah, man, but that's not important. Like you go home and do your homework every day, every day. And then I'm guessing he'd done that in college and got through it and became a fucking doctor of herbatology or whatever. Like, not me. Not me. I was not. I was like, fuck it. How long we put this shit off? <laughs> We're like, yeah. when I finally actually started getting my shit together in college is whenever I learned do homework immediately. Like if I had a, you know, if I went to work or whatever, um, or not, like as soon as I got home, if I had math homework, just do it now. Cause it's the freshest on your brain. You learned it earlier. You need to do it now. Why in the fuck would you put off till tomorrow or, or any other time? And then once I started doing that, my grades, uh, it was a lot easier. It was just a lot easier for me to, you got to make a game out of everything. At least I do. Oh, well, you know, we always had to do home, like homework directly after school too. Yeah. My mom didn't make me. Um, but I remember my friends were like that. So some of my friends, you go to their house and like, I do my home- homework first. Yep. And I'd be like, oh, I was in after dinner. My mom after dinner, yeah. go, you have homework. Oh, if you got caught doing homework later on, you didn't do it when you got home. Right. Yeah. See, my mom did not care about that um i just i don't know i never had homework though either that's another thing my school did was not a, much of a homework school i remember school. having a lot lot some, years, some years some classes i know the school you went to is better than the one i went to only because we have a cousin whose daughter tried to transfer from Warica to Longro when she was like fourth or fifth grade something like that and they were like she's test two years below where she needs to and now i get Maybe is that one specific one, but the idea was like she's making like all A's in Warica, and that Long Grove they're like, Mm-mm. she got to be held back. At Long Grove, a ninety three was an A, not a ninety. Yeah, man, that shit is uh <laughs> where I'm from. Yeah. It is easy, and I grew up in the Bush era, no child left behind. I just felt like maybe that didn't affect it. Maybe school was always this easy. I just remember a many a days of like, nope, we're catch catch up days, and you're like, okay, like just. High school was not hard, and it made college way harder when I got to college and was like, I don't know how to do any of this homework slash study and bullshit. You know, this is not my thing. And then, I mean, so you had football, which I'm sure helped because you probably do some study hall or stay eligible sort of shit. There, our fraternity didn't do shit for study hall when I was in it. Like, I was the one in charge of it. And I'd be like, I don't know about it. I don't think this is good. If I'm just going there and sit there. They wouldn't do their work. Yeah, most people were like, I got a job, I ain't gonna be there. And then they just know one was there. So yeah. by the time I made it, there maybe it was different before. I'm glad I had a couple semesters under me because my, my play <laughs> semester wasn't great. That was my lowest semester ever. Right. Like I had a one seven five that semester. It yeah. was awful. I had a three point five before I joined the fraternity and it got significantly lower afterwards. I ended I up that. I ended up almost getting it back to that three mark. I ended up with a two nine eight. Oh yeah, you're you have a better one than me. Uh I got my shit was horrible on the gen ed stuff. My math one has to be whatever. So you can get your major, you know? So I know that one's at least like a, fuck, what is it? Is it 3.0 in your major you have to have? And then 2.5 and your GPA to graduate. You can't graduate with less than like a 2.5. There's right. some sort of minimum. 2.5. And, uh, yeah, so I know I'm above that, but I know I'm not up to a 3.0. A 2.0 is a C average, right? Yeah, but there's also, but there's like, um, you have to have a certain GPA in your major, or at least in mine, yeah. you did. And so if you have that, it brings up the whole thing enough to like where it, it would never be below a certain something or another. Um, anyway, college shit, people. I hope y'all 
Hope y'all enjoyed that. Um, all right, I don't have anything else uh, except I'm gonna try to play some video games. I've trying to schedule some people to call into the podcast. It's um, you know, it's weird scheduling new people to maybe call in. You know, maybe they're listening now and they're like, "Hey, I'm gonna be cool," but you never know who's cool until they're fucking talking to you. Right. Um, and then you got to make fucking artwork. Got to find go find fucking pictures of their face to put on the artwork. And some people got weird fucking angles and shit. I'm like, God damn, how do you not have a normal picture I can just find? And um, yeah, anyway, it's the whole thing. And they could just flake out. There could be any day where they just flake out and I call Skinny. And I'm like, all right, man, come over here. And we're going to fucking shoot the shit for 24 minutes or something like uh, just how it goes. Hell yeah. How it goes in the podcast world. Um, Everyone go check out Brad Sturex's new project going in circles i'll say that because i produce it and i'll see here that kid g's uh, new project unorthodox drops a week from friday so i'm thinking that means this friday if you're listening to this at a normal time and i produce those three songs as well hell yeah so getting all kinds of production credits out here in the world um all right man you got anything else uh, there's a stabbing here in Ada. Oh, yeah? I didn't hear anything about it. It was over on like 700 block of West 2nd, so that's uh, two blocks up from Oak. Yeah. And apparently... Uh, oh, they said, is that where they posted like what's going on with all the fire trucks and cop cars or whatever? I don't know. Apparently, Some posted on Facebook. Yeah, apparently on uh, so a guy raped uh, two women, one of them being this dude's wife, and he'd found out about it and, and chased him down and uh, stabbed him to us, I believe. Or they made a flight at him out, but he ended up dying. Right. So, I mean, I would like to find the jury that's going to put that guy in jail. I don't know. Like, for some people don't know, but the legal system is if you're on a jury and even if that person legally broke the law, but you think, like, hey, it's cool because he's killing his wife's rapist, you don't have to say he's guilty. You can right. be like, nope. Right. I'm not saying that because I think that's cool. I'm this peer and I will not judge him for that. Like, we'll see if it happens. Um, now maybe that's a bullshit story. Uh this dude raped these women on two separate occasions. Apparently it was Same just time? the other that's night, cool. like he showed up in the middle of the night, raped this his wife, and it said another woman. I was just reading some of the comments oh, and yeah, stuff. It's a strange and detail. He like I guess he showed up, realized what was going on, and chased him down, stabbed him. I don't know if he caught him in the act. I, you know, I don't know all. Right. I mean, right. Because, I mean, you could easily see the story is uh, she just had sex with a guy and then he caught her and then. Right. She, I mean, she, these are comments so far. I hadn't had right. the actual story in front of me yet, but I was just like, right. damn, there's a stab in here in Ada. And I, I don't know. I bring it up. Uh, I did a lot of stuff brought up, but I remember being in college. There was this Halloween party and there was this girl who was young. She was 17. Shouldn't have been there. Um definitely you know there should i was one of the i was maybe the only person who cared about 17 year olds being in our parties and i was like get them the fuck out of here and everyone else thought it was so cool 17 year old girl at the party and i was i fucking creeped me like, out am i the only one fucking educated here right or? and right, it was all about law i mean because me at 19 i wasn't like this was wrong i was more like uh pff, yeah you know, knowing when, what we know now hell that one right little statement from not even a true statement could have fucked your whole life over. Right. Just- I mean, and that's what happened. I mean, I, this not will always be etched in my mind. The person who happens to, and chances are, is listening. You know, they're uh, a friend of mine. Um, this girl came around. She was a fraternity brother of mine's sister. And uh, that's how she was there and, and young. And she touched my penis over my pants and powwow. You know, like she went around. She was trying to like, grope dicks, right? And she was like, who's trying to fuck? You know, 
if anyone's been to a college party, this shit happens, right? Where someone just had, that was her MO that night or whatever. And I remember people being like, she needs to calm the fuck down because her brother is here, you know, sort of shit. And, um, I, I mean, many of people turned her down and, uh, somebody eventually got drunk enough that they were like, they took her up on the offer and they went into a bedroom and, uh, they were having sex and then the brother opened the door and then that girl all of a sudden pretended to be asleep. So then it became, Oh, I went in there and went to sleep and this guy just started having sex with me, which no one goes to sleep at a party like that. It wasn't her house. She like, it was just a bullshit. Right there. Now, a lot of people, including someone I was close to who ended up moving away and I'm not really close to these days. And through this thing, he kind of quit the fraternity cause he thought it was all fucked up. Um, and he was like, Oh, we got these rapists. And I'm like, it wasn't like we all, it just wasn't like we know we saw this girl wanting it from a lot of different people or whatever. And uh, this dude ran to my house that night because everyone should hit the fan. Right. And then all these people were like one attacking that weren't the fraternity. They were just at the party and they were like, who's that guy? We're going to you know how it gets when the word rapes so brought no up in college. One, yeah, but no one there seen that. They probably went in together. Uh, right. Exactly. They did. 100 percent. They went in there together. Um, I already went home before all this happened. You know, that's why he came to my house and he explained it all to me. So I'm a little biased, but. I just was, I was there earlier that night whenever, uh, she was, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so he had a, he went, uh, he transferred or he moved away for a semester and, uh, it all kind of got settled and quieted down or whatever. And then years later, I think she finally admitted that it was all consensual or whatever. But I remember that being like a big moment of like, can't trust anyone. Y'all should even. You shouldn't be in these situations. Like, you know, in the same way, uh, people will tell girls, like, should have been drunk in that situation. It wouldn't happen. I had the same thing for guys. Shouldn't have put yourself in that situation for it to even happen, to be honest. But right. uh, I knew he was innocent, you know, in that sense. I was like, I just know he didn't do it. Like, right. what people were saying. So it made me That's feel this type of way. Though, it was weird. People were like, I'm going to look for him on campus. And it was like, <laughs> but no one knew who he was. You know, it was like, no one got a good look and they wouldn't have probably recognized him anyway on campus. But Ever, it was a big fucking deal that my pledge semester because I was pledging when all this happened. Wow! And uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. It was it was nuts. In general, a lot of people ran to my house after crazy shit happened. I still remember uh, when J Mac uh, got attacked in some racist shit. That's why I don't fuck with some pox. I mean, there's a lot of pox I don't fuck with. All right, and they attacked J Mac because he was black. Straight up. Period. That is what happened. Or some old fucking pox and not even pox friends of uh, as well. Uh, they just got Mac. J Mac was talking some shit. One beer pong. And they slot. They side socked him. And then when I tried to jump in, I got held back. And I was like the only person trying to help out J Mac. And then other another person who was a uh, African American claimed, "Oh yeah, me too." But I was like, "Saw you in the corner, bro." Like I don't know. I I was heated that, and I was like, and that was probably the beginning of the decline of me being like, "I don't fuck with any of these motherfuckers. They're all fake. They're all fake. I don't like no racist shit." Like we all. Got initiated, goddammit. Yeah. And uh, was whack. Whack shit for sure. Um, and then we came back with all these fucking uh, wannabe blood members, I guess is probably the easiest way for me to say it. Came back with J Mac and then went to the house of all the pikes, the country pikes that were like, and then it became this big fucking race fight almost. And it was like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> and it was just, it was a weird, weird night. Uh, the stuff that happens at drunken parties and stuff right. that people get pissed about. Yeah, I think in at the end of that night, it happened that uh, the head of this guy, I would say, is a real blood, the head of him, but of the fake ones. Um, him and then the head of the party, um, who's the only guy I like out of the countryish box, they had this uh, 
meeting and were like, we'll let J-Mac fight the guy who side slapped him. And then everyone just watched them fight. And then it was whatever. But I'm, I'm not the top that we can just fight and squash shit. I'm just not built. I'm not a manly like that. We're like, we got beef. So we're just going to swing on it and we'll be fine afterwards. No, no. Even if we fought, I'm probably going to hate you forever. Like, I don't know. God, it doesn't. That doesn't. My brain don't work like that. Like, we are now enemies. And that is how I would view it. Um, so I don't try to get in the fights, to be honest. Like, I feel like when most people visualize a fight they have, they're like, and then I'm going to duck and I'm going to punch them with my cross jab or something. And I'm like, can I get a screwdriver? And then if I got stabbed them in the head with a screwdriver and I'm not even to myself, I go, why the fuck would I think that? But I did. It's first Damn, thought. We're not. You're not fighting zombies yet. First thought is always like, I remember uh, anytime I have keys, I'm like, can I stab someone with a key? I don't know why I just go to like, <laughs> uh, like, uh, it just seems dumb to be fighting fair. I don't know. Like, that's just the way my brain works. So I try not to ever be in those situations. And it, I've done a really good job. I'm very passive. And no one ever wants, even people that are like fighters, they look at me like, I'm not going to fight you. You're cool. I'm like, thanks, man. So I, I have a good aura about me. But if I'm ever in a weird situation, I feel like I'm going to do something stupid. So try to avoid it. <laughs> well, if it's still one-on-one, you know, you're just surviving at that point. Right. And it's when that starts getting two and three and four-on-ones. That, that's the fights I don't like to see. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, anytime me and Cooper are watching any show, that's like... Uh, you know, it's not like you're on the TV or whatever. As soon as it gets like to three on one, I'm like, nope, they're done. And even if it's like, even if they end up winning, like real life would never happen. Or they just run up and kick them and go, yeah, yeah. Right. Stay on the ground, punk ass bitch. Motherfucker, there's five of y'all. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I saw a video today. I don't think it was real. I think it was fake. Uh, but there was like this black dude next to a pool and then uh, kind of douchey white guy pushes him into the pool. And like a pool party, and then the black dude comes out of the pool firing a gun. Like, fuck you for pushing me. That was like, it cracked my shit up when I watched it, but I think it might have been fake in hindsight. <laughs> but I was like, I love the idea that some dude in some swimming trunks and a tan is like, I'm going to get Jamal over here by pushing him in the pool. And Jamal's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, I just enjoyed that that joke. It was good. Hell yeah. Um, all right, man. I'm sure we said some offensive shit, so we'll call us on a wrap. All right, man. Peace. Peace. Did we?